look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Um, you know, Faisal, it, it, talking about uh, dementia, I think as any long-term listener knows that uh, my family's been personally touched by this, Andrew's family's been personally touched by this, and it's interesting uh, at times to try to uh, determine um, where a dementia patient's uh, memories start and stop, right? Like short-term versus long-term and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the trigger there, right? And I'm sure that's a, a really interesting and complex clinical question to ask, but uh, we do a lot of research around this because more and more people's families are becoming uh, affected by this particular uh, disease. Now, there's some uh, research or a study done out of the U of A that, uh, that we thought was pretty interesting here. Um, now, Ellie Park is an assistant clinical lecturer with the Department of Occupational Therapy at the U of A. And um, what they were looking at, the project was trying to determine or to see if, uh, you know, family photos or digital storytelling can actually help dementia patients recovery, me- recover memories. And I'm, I'm personally very interested in this. Ellie, I want to welcome you to the show. Hello. So yeah, maybe we can start the conversation, if you wouldn't mind, by just a little bit about what, um, what is the project that you're undertaking with, with people with Alzheimer's and dementia? Yes, so um, this project, Digital Storytelling and Dementia, is working with people with dementia and creating digital stories. And um, like you said, I mean, digital storytelling is sort of a way of drawing out some of those maybe deeply and some somewhat uh, long, long-term memories that um, lots of people have, but maybe have difficulty articulating or really expressing in detail. Um, so what happened was the participants that I met with, we went through a process in order to bring out these stories and to really build on the story um, by looking at photos or by thinking about different Um, things that happened to them when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And then after we sort of talked about general stories, we went into more detail about a specific story that they wanted to build on. And then we created this digital story story together. Okay. Um, so interesting. Let's let's talk about... Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, how people have responded. What's the response? Yeah, the theory sounds good. So actually, it was interesting because initially when I sort of proposed the idea... Some of the participants, um, you know, were interested because they thought, okay, this sounds like a fun project, but really uncertain about what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, like just talking about stories, that doesn't seem like a research project. And, um, of course, you know, the more we did it, the more it sort of shaped into something that they could see as a tangible outcome. And what happened was uh, because we use technology and we use um, media, different different kinds of media in order to create this digital story, few of them had exposure to something like this. Mm-hmm. And one of the participants did comment exactly that. Um, you know, they had no idea of what was going to come out of this. And um, a lot of them did say initially that they were sort of hesitant to 
you know, agreed to participate because they didn't really know what it was. But at the end, all seven of them were so happy with the outcome and were very enthusiastic about recommending something like this to others who have dementia as well as just um, saying that it was an enjoyable process overall. So, Ellie, tell me about some of the benefits of this project. What have you seen as some of the benefits or any kind of data that you've collected because of it? Yes, so I think um, one of the benefits that I was quite intrigued about was that the process itself um, was such an important part to each of the participants. And some of the literature has talked about how we think of dementia and we think of lost memory as um, being this um, sort of tragic or very sad outcome. But really, in that present moment, each of the participants that I worked with was enjoying and creating memories. And so the memories that they were creating as we were going through the digital storytelling process were also important, that they all said to me afterwards, I really enjoyed it. They all remembered who I was, which was really important and significant, um, and that they felt that they were using their brains, they were thinking about things, and, you know, so so that... Um, but in an enjoyable way, not in a tedious or in a sort of, you know, going through some mind games or doing those cognitive type exercises that mm-hmm. sometimes we, we think of. Um, so really that process was important. But then also we had this outcome. We had a video that they created that was quite impressive. Um, they were able to share it with their loved ones. We had a viewing with uh, their families, which was very powerful, but then a hard copy of it so they could keep it their families could keep it and share it, you know, as a legacy piece. So really there, different benefits, yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. is, was there a range of, so of the people that you worked with, was, was there a range of where they were um, or the sort of the impact that Alzheimer's dementia was having somewhere further along than others? Or did you, did you find the, the benefits just at a certain stage? Right. So um, because it's a pilot project, I was actually looking at early stage dementia. However, the participants um, who were recruited through the Alzheimer's Society of, of Alberta here in Edmonton, they were part of a support group that's for early stage dementia, um, but they were all at varying degrees, I think, and different kinds of dementia as well, which also have different symptoms. So, for example, one participant had frontal frontal temporal lobe dementia, and in that case, her memories were quite intact, but then she had difficulties with other areas, with articulating, mm. with expressing herself. Um, she couldn't really um, meet in busy places or in places where there's a lot of noise and distractions. Another uh, participant who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. However, um, I think just maybe because of his personality and just where he was along in that disease process, he had quite a bit of difficulty expressing himself and um, really telling me some of the details. Um, But we went through really slowly. And what I would do is I would meet with him several times over the course of of this project and um, each time kind of reminding him of what we shared the previous time. And so by sharing different aspects of the story over a few different sessions, I was able to create um, quite a detailed story for him to to share. Is there, so uh, I know this is just the early stages, is is there a broader perspective here? What can we take from these findings, um, you know, on on a broader perspective? Yes, so I think... Well, first of all, this is actually 
a multi-site project. So we have a project happening in Vancouver as well that's similar, um, and then in Toronto. And I think that that'll be interesting because different researchers have different, uh, slightly different approaches, even though we have this, a similar protocol. Um, so that'll be interesting to compare. But also, I think, just in general, thinking about how... We're using reminiscence therapy quite a bit with people with dementia. And what Mm -hmm. that is, is it's using generic pictures, sometimes personal pictures, and to to draw memories. Um, But I think this is taking it one step further, for sure, um, and really looking at how um, people with dementia, as it progresses, how we can find really meaningful ways to stimulate memories, to stimulate the brain, um, to help engage people with dementia in that process. So really the interaction, um, the communication, the relationships, it's all such an important part of uh, maintaining that cognitive ability and so bringing that all together. So, I I mean, we're planning to move forward with um, working with people with dementia. We've been working with people with dementia in various ways, um, and so that will definitely continue. That's terrific. Elliot, we're going to have to leave it there. I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. We've been joined by Elliot Park, Assistant Clinical Lecturer at the Department of uh, Occupational Therapy at the uh, University of Alberta. First time I've heard the term reminiscent therapy, but, uh, I mean, it sounds interesting and promising, right? Why wouldn't pictures, um, you know, pictures and smells, uh, memories, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we hear about these types of of projects, these types of of breakthroughs in, in in helping individuals over the long term, one of the biggest concerns that come out from from listeners of this show and our clients and so forth are, well, who's going to pay for it? Right. Who's going to pay for all this stuff? Is it going to come out of the government's uh, universal health care program, or is this going to be out of my own pocket? Right. And, and more and more we're hearing people saying, I'm concerned about the health care costs of the future. Sure. And how do I protect myself in that situation? We will address that and more in regards to your retirement on Tuesday, September 26th, 7 p.m., at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now, you need to reserve your seats for this, so give us a call, 966-8400-966-8400, or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. If you're at all concerned about um, how you need to protect your estate as you transition it, and it doesn't go to, into the hands of the wrong people, stick around after the break. We're going to talk about that very topic on Newstalk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.